everyone and welcome to superhero speak i am your host dave i'm john jd here yo <laughs> so how is everyone doing this week john are you our usual ball of sunshine this week dad go jump in a lake <laughs> how are you what is going on in your world a lot I, and and jd can probably chime in on this how do you feel when like have you ever like had a writer kill off a character you really cared about yes and be shocked completely shocked by it yes every time jd kills you in a story well those don't shock me but i have killed <laughs> characters that surprised me and that i cared about i've cried yeah writing writing stuff that with characters that i care about that i've created not often twice i i, I mean cackle but yeah <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> who did butcher kill off i i'm i i can't say you feel like i'm gonna spoil it I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil it, but in the, in the latest book, like it, apparently he has started his three book apocalypse. So right. I I'm in the middle of battleground and it is mass carnage, like, like game of Thrones carnage. And I am like, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more than halfway through it. And I just had to put the, I had to put the book down today. Cause I just, I, I need to process <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, like I've had that kind of reaction before, like when was it Flint Fireforge got killed in Dragonlance? Like, and I was young when I read Dragonlance and that right. made me cry for a couple of days. And then, you know, like wash in Firefly, the Firefly movie, like that hit me hard. Those are the ones I can remember. I know I've had other times, but it's just like this, this just hit me hard. And, and to top it off to, to, to put the, put the topping on my, melancholy week i was in connecticut the last couple of days Ugh. oh sorry i thought you just meant the state well actually it was on saturday that i went to the race for chase for chase kowalski one of the kids that was murdered in the sandy hook uh okay. you know one of the one of the 20 children that was mm -hmm. murdered by that gun nut so they they do a triathlon and my one of my nephews was in the triathlon and, you know, he's, he's eight years old and he managed to do really good. And it's kind of hard listening to some of the stories there. Cause there were a lot of people there who also had that kind of background and, you know, and the, the kids were all doing it for a really good reason. It, 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 it was, it was a interesting day. Like it's fun. The kids were all excited. We had one kid drop because it was so hot yesterday. <laughs> it's like hot all over the East coast. Yeah. And they, they, they hit heat exhaustion, but uh, you know, that, that kind of put me in a, not a, I mean, a good mood, but not a great mood in certain, I, I don't know. I have no idea how to express this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm proud of my nephew because it, he did it. He did it knowing the circumstances and did it because he wanted to do it, do something for the family and the families of Sandy Hook. So it's, it's good to see yeah. people do something use that energy and do something good out of tragedy but it's attached to a tragedy right so that's what makes it weird yeah but it it's that the money they're raising is doing a lot of good right so and it's teaching it's teaching the kids something too i think you know like I tell the, you, I tell you what the worst thing the worst thing that i one of the worst things i've had as a parent is the day andy came home from school and he explained didn't call it an active shooter drill but it was clearly an active shooter drill. And I was really hard. This is the first time I ever felt completely detached from like, man, he's really growing up in a different world. Like maybe a world that's not as good, you know? And I don't know, talking about the Sandy Hook stuff brings that all back. And it's just, um, it's good, but it sucks, you know? Yeah. What really sucks is that in my time, we were doing active drills too. It was duck and cover for nuclear you know, nuclear war as the bend over but, and kiss your ass goodbye drill. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, just, you know, just hide under the desk and pretend it's your covers and there's a monster coming, you know, it's like, it just, they, they didn't tell you it wouldn't do nothing. It was, it was, it was not, but, but that was scary. That was, that was freaking terrifying back then, you know? And, and now the kids have to deal with this. There's no way our kids should have to deal with this. No, no. none, absolutely zero. And yet, here we are. So like, on, hmm? I know. I was saying as a guy who's about to start working in a high school every day, I oh, don't yeah. love it. I don't love it. 
you know? Yeah. Well, on that cheery note, how you doing, JD? <laughs> I have nothing to complain about, in all honesty. Today was, I'll go with the really happy stuff. I took my son to his first comic book convention today. Oh, I saw the pictures. They were, he he looked like he was having fun. He we got to, man. He complained the whole time until I found parking. He got up this morning, ran <laughs> in our room, jumped in. Ben is like, it's Comic Con Day. <laughs> he was so good. It's to, Christmas. <laughs> it's like an hour. It's like an hour and a half drive from where we live out in the sticks to downtown Chicago or to like downtown South Loop Chicago. So it was a haul. And he complained until we got there. And then we're walking in the building. He's like, this is so exciting. This is so exciting. And I'm like, what do you want to do the most? But he's like, I want to get a picture with CM Punk and Dan Housen, the wrestlers. And it took forever to get our badges. Mm-hmm. My wife bought a one-day badge that was the same price as my pro badge and his one-day kids badge, hmm. which was ludicrous. But so that was expensive. And then sure enough, right when we walked in, they had the pro wrestling tees booth. And there was CM Punk and there was Dan Housen and my son, my six-year-old son, who never shuts his mouth for anything. He takes after <laughs> his father. He does not stop talking ever, will not stop talking, was at a complete loss for words when he met them. Like he was just like, like words just couldn't come out. And I put my hand on his back to kind of escort him towards CM Punk to get his picture with him. And I could feel his heart pounding out the back of his chest. He was so excited. And then we walked around for the next hour. And he's like, I got a picture with CM Punk and Dan. I, was like, <laughs> I can't believe it. And then like, he got a little overwhelmed with everything. So we had to go, they have like up, a, like oh. high, like up above food stuff, kiosks type deals. So we sat there and he was like really enjoying surveying everything. But like, yeah, it was, he, he had fun. He was dressed in his Spider-Man costume. You know, he, he quickly decided he did not want to wear his mask as Spider-Man, <laughs> but liked being dressed like Spider-Man. Yes. So, I mean, like, He's like, dad, we're doing this every year. And I'm like, yeah, man. And then he was mad that I got a pro badge and he doesn't have a pro badge. He's like, how come you have that? How come you have a pro badge? Like, well, I write books. He's like, I've written books. (laughs) You know, he's like, you need to put mine on Amazon so I can have a pro badge. And I'm like, okay, bud, I'm getting right on that. So that was, that was awesome. Like I've waited to do that with him since he was, I haven't been to one since he was born. And I've been waiting to take him to one since he was born. And it was, it was great. C2E2 is not as big as it used to be, unfortunately. Yeah. Like it's just not the same. Like you don't have the Marvel and the DC and the Dark Horse booths. Like there was no comic publisher booths there. And that really disappointed me. And I usually go to panels, but that wasn't going to happen with the wife and the kid there. So, I mean, like it just, I felt like an old man Comic-Con guy for a while there. I was like, oh, it's just not the same. You know, Artist Alley was cool. You know, he was he was liking looking at stuff. I didn't really get a chance to really check it out. I think personally, I need to kind of pull the bandage off and start actually attending those things on my own again and start trying to market my wares and get get out of my mm-hmm. comfort zone a little bit in doing those kind of things. Because in Chicago, there's plenty of those things all the time. I could get my feet comfortable with that. So that's that was good. And then we got as as we're recording this, I have four days left in the Kickstarters when this launches. It'll be in the final forty when the the episode drops. Final forty eight hours. We're pacing to be the most backed. We're not going to make a lot because it's a small campaign. It is what it is. But I need 22 backers to hit a cool 100. And I'm going to write a free book for everybody. That's what I decided. If we get 22 backers, I'm just going to get everybody who backed the campaign a free story based in the world. So mm-hmm. 22, man, that's the magic number. I've never hit 100 before. I'm going for like That's going to be my milestone with this campaign is finally hitting 100 backers. And that's it, man. So we need, if, you help, if you're on this, help a brother out. 22 more backers. Lots of cool stuff. How are you, Dave? The short hmm. story should be about John's character and how he ends up to where. I figured out how, John's character yet. How, how yeah. I keep skipping through time to die. <laughs> that would be a different book on and of itself. That is actually, <laughs> that is actually a great idea for a story. <laughs> now that you mentioned that. No, hey. so yeah, it's, it's going good. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Speaking of conventions. I got officially got approved for New York. So I have, I've got me and my two assistants going. Girlfriend and her son? No, my son. And Your girlfriend. son. Okay. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, it was a long weekend for me, though. Sorry, I'm making noise. My phone is like almost dead and the charger fell out. The uh, decided to take off Friday, went up to Lancaster with the, the girlfriend for the day, walked around a farmer's market. In the heat, <laughs> it was not, not the best idea, but you know, 
Went to a family barbecue yesterday and then uh, came home this afternoon and fell asleep for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, what else is new? That's it. I mean, that's, you know, that's the most exciting thing, though, is especially going to New York, looking at hotel prices, and they have definitely gone up from last year. So, Jeez. Shocked, already shocked to hear that. The, actually, they were they went down last year because right. barely anyone was going. Right hmm. now, they've gone. Now they're not. Now they're not just back to where they were. They're a little bit more than. Now we're making up for lost time. Exactly. That's exactly what's going on. And it's funny because you can book the same exact room for like, let's say September, you know, the first week in September, and it'll be a lot cheaper because of the convention. These are all the hotels that are near the convention center too, that I'm looking at. So yeah, it's uh, not looking forward to that part of it. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't been there since 2014. That would be cool to go back to Comic Con. The, the, The girlfriend's offering to help pay for the room, but kind of i'm like but it's my thing i feel like a heel if i make her help i don't know are you a chump do you a have bit. chump written on your forehead <laughs> if she's willing to pay or give her share you say thank you <laughs> is that is that how it works yes is that how modern relationships work no that's how society works when people are willing <laughs> to pay for things we let them pride is a killer pride will kill you swallow that thing it does you no good <laughs> well i guess no, no, no pride. Pride is for the fools. Let her, if she's willing to, if she said, hey, Dave, I would pay for the whole thing. And you said, no, no, don't do that. I would be so disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. And then the other thing was Friday morning, I woke up, weighed myself, and I'm down a total of four pounds. Good for you. I started, since I got this thing. So good. Yes. But then I was bad all weekend. So that's fine. Next week, you can knock it back off. One weekend isn't going to kill you. No, no. Now, the worst part is, like, John will know this reference, Shady Maple. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't that where they kept Sophia and and Golden Girls? No, no. There's a, in in Shady Maple, there's a a buffet where they call it a smorgasbord. It's the smorgasbord. Everybody in Pennsylvania on this side knows the smorgasbord. And it's huge. It's huge, yeah. It's, it's like, the biggest buffet you can ever imagine going to. And that's where every type of Every type of food that you can imagine. And then they all have, then they have a bunch of stalls where they will make anything you ask for too like there's yeah. literally nothing there there's not you can't you can't go there and not find what you're looking for and yeah. you can't also go there and not gain 10 pounds <clears throat> i mean i that that's like you would think after i had because it was they had a, a steak station so i got a new york strip mm-hmm. and then i had crab cakes at one point and shrimp and uh, stuffing and mashed potatoes and just like all this stuff you would think i wouldn't have room for dessert but they had an ice cream bar with like every topping you could want. <laughs> so you, yeah. Do you get scrapple out there? Is it that part of Pennsylvania? I've heard of scrapple. Yes. Oh my god. Ah, I told my phone so I can't share it in the chat. I saw the biggest block of scrapple. There's Shady Maple also has a supermarket and it's like it's nothing it's out of this world. Like their produce section is twice the size of the biggest produce section you can think of in any supermarket. Yep. And they've got everything. And then, and of course, it's like it's farm country too. So, like, they've got 50 pound bags of potatoes. I don't know why anyone, any normal person would need a bag that big, but you know, I guess if you're running a farm and you're feeding a lot of people or whatever. So, for the, for the normies at home, can you please tell what, tell us what Scrapple is? So, someone in the, the pig slaughterhouse looked on the floor afterwards and went, mmm, Scrapple, more or less. It's a, it's like a, it's kind of like a loaf that's made out of like all the scraps from the slaughterhouse and it's seasoned and you, you know, you fry it and some people eat it with ketchup. Some people just eat it plain. And I quote, it is traditionally a mush. And I use the word mush succinctly here of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal and wheat flour, often buckwheat flour and spices. The mush is formed into a semi-solid congealed loaf and the slices of scrapple are then pan fried before serving. So it's fancy head cheese, basically. It's it's yes, and it's yummy. <laughs> yeah, it's basically we've run out of other things to eat. Oh look, <laughs> maybe we'll do something. I mean, it's with something that probably and, and, leftover. And think about it. It harks back to a time when, like, 
Oh yeah, you ate everything. You ate everything, right? Yeah. So they de- took what was after you ate the good parts of the pig. You took the leftovers and made it into something that was edible. And because otherwise, you didn't get through the winter. <laughs> Just like exactly. Yeah. So, you know, head cheese was the original title of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting. True story. <laughs> well, it, it's it's. I mean, the set probably looked like where they make Scrapple at the end of it. So it did actually. <laughs> Hey, cheese, not as marketable a title, of course. No. Well, speaking of gross things, uh, let's look at social media madness. Oh, uh, that's a nice setup. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> also a mush of stuff. <laughs> so last week we talked about Ben Affleck's surprise return to the DCEU in the upcoming Aquaman. What's the name of that movie again? And the Lost Kingdom? Aquaman sure. and the Lost yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, Lost Kingdom. Sounds like an Indiana Jones movie. It anyway. truly, truly does. To which Random Randy Savage said, so the Snyderverse is not dead. It's being resurrected by the dude bros of Twitter and the far right. Hear me now and believe me later. This Batman will come out with guns ablazing and banging all the females in his rogues gallery. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't hear anything wrong with that statement. I believe everything you said was probably correct. I especially like his Hans and Franz reference there. That's appreciated. <laughs> 30-year-old jokes get love on this show. And then the Gorilla Brain podcast said it n- means they have a, quote, 10-year plan, end quote. See, Ray gets it. Yeah, Ray gets it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I didn't read this. I didn't read anything before I said it. <laughs> what fantastic report? How do you really feel, Randy? Let us know. Uh, oh, that. Oh, Randy don't mess with his words. Like he he says what's on his mind. I know, I know. That's why we love him. Yes. Oh, we got a triumvirate on this next one. Continue. <laughs> and then, of course, we also talked about Kevin Feige said that the Fantastic Four in the MCU will not be a origin story. <laughs> hmm. To which Randy said, thank God. I mean, we don't have enough origin stories. The Spider-Man into the Civil War. Intro. Intro intro into Civil War was was like five minutes. Mm. Just have Richards and company show up and kick the shit out of Mole Man. Played by Danny McBride. (laughs) as like a cold open. Then start the show. (laughs) Co-signed. I like that. That is... Mole Man, that reminds me of The Incredibles. I'm That's, beneath you, but nothing's beneath that, me. <laughs> that is actually the gif he used in this same yes. tweet. Yep. I am below you, but nothing is below me. me. Mm-hmm. Hello Brain Podcast said, it doesn't need to be, we're all overly familiar with them at this point. Okay. Do you want Origin to go, <clears throat> go watch the three times they did it in movies or the cartoons? Just let save screen time and hit the gas, baby. Sorry, got a little caught, catch in my throat. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that, but we had two very different origins in those two movies that went to theater. Uh, Neither of them were great. No, I didn't say they were great yeah. at all. The, no, I agree. But yeah, just let, you know, you know what happened. The ship fall, boom. The early 2000s were a little closer to the comic book, but yeah. You know. Timothy Jones, I think it's a good idea. We've seen enough of the origin story already. Unless it is absolutely necessary, I think the origin stories take up too much time of the movies. Yeah, nothing funny at this point, JD. <laughs> I appreciate you being honest with us, Tim. <laughs> Flower grapes, newspapers, you know. Oh, wait, wait. Pinocchio. We talked about the Pinocchio trailer, to which Timothy Jones ah, gave the go. best description ever. <laughs> oh, my God. It looks like Baby Groot on crack. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I mean, they're both made of wood, right? So nice. And the Gorilla Brain podcast said Winnie the Pooh is going horror, and I think Sacrilege. it's time Pinocchio try its his hand at horror again. Hey, it's they been did twenty five years since Pinocchio's Revenge. What? Yeah, they, they did Banana Splits as a horror movie. So. John, they actually are doing Winnie the Pooh as a horror movie. That I is know. a real thing. Yes. They've done Banana Splits as a, as a horror movie. Like you know, I mean, it's just like. Oh, anything I, I don't know is this like an inverse of rule 34 anything you know can be turned into a horror movie yeah pretty I, much there's a market for it pinocchio's revenge was the thing i remember when i worked at blockbuster having to put that movie back on the shelf it was i never watched it but i assumed it was awful i just i don't get it 
I really don't. I don't understand taking beloved children's stories because you them. because I don't like it either, to be honest with you. But it's because you can. That's the answer. Wait until they come out with a horror movie of Calvin and Hobbes. Oh wait, didn't we? We already read that, didn't we? Yeah, they already have a comic. Uh, yeah, we, we interviewed the guy. Do you have, do you have a yes. Yep. And uh, Kassan Warren said to us, "I have a feeling Warner Brothers. Oh, this is this is goes along with what we'll be talking about a little yeah, later. I have a feeling Warner Brothers axed Batgirl as a way to generate interest. I won't be surprised if the studio has a change of heart after all this free promotion." And releases it on HBO Max. No, they're just too stupid. That um, I mean, they 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 wouldn't. They're not smart enough to make a move like that. I don't know. I don't know because that's because it's basically trying to redo this the Justice League, right? That's that's trying, and I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, do I think people? Do I think there's? A, I do think there's a chance they can release on HBO Max. But they literally said during their their big meeting this week that they don't want to do that anymore. That they're killing themselves by not releasing these things at theaters. So they're not right. going to do that. That said, there was, they're taking it off. They're writing it off for this year, at least as a massive loss for taxes. And he, well, he yeah. followed it up with after the Harley Quinn show, I'd watch it. I liked Batgirl in Harley. Yeah. But I think you're getting a different Batgirl <laughs> yeah. in this movie than you are in that, that show. And then finally he said, he did, he tweeted out this for us from last week. We talked, he asked if any of us were watching. Oh yeah. We all said, no, the Strange New Worlds, and so he tweeted at Paramount Plus, hey, the good people at Superhero Speak need a Paramount Plus membership to review Strange New Worlds. Hook them up. One like on that post tells me it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that one was like was from us. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> probably not going to be a thing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, before we get to the mess that is Warner Brothers DC... If you want to be part of social media madness and follow along with all this fun every week, here's our good friend D-Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast, available where on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we'll take our quick commercial break and be right back with very depressing news. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hmm. All right, we're back. And I'm, hopping course, on, I'm hopping on that Omega Level Nerds podcast after we're done with this show. Yeah. Can, can I just say something else? The, the, I, I find it very disturbing that a studio can spend all that money on what is effectively a finished product of the Batgirl movie, or nearly finished anyway, and they get enough money off of a tax write-off that they don't have to release it. Like so it's there's a something, loss. It's a ninety it's a million loss. dollar still, loss. I, I know, loss. but 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 you know the fact that our tax code supports that in such a way that that's acceptable to them instead of releasing the movie and trying to make back some of that money. That's a, so, different, that's okay. a different podcast, my friend. I know. Right, but so, so hold on. Socialism speaks. <laughs> hey, democratic socialism. Uh, me too. So don't feel, don't feel bad. Okay. Let's, let's, okay. Okay. Let's, let's roll that back a little bit. Put that over way over here on this shelf. Making somebody uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but all this pinko talk. Let's start off. Pinkos. Hey, let's start off with taxes for the big news companies. this week. Pinko talk. Don't... Bad. It being bad. Yes, that would be Pinko talk. 
<laughs> Batgirl movie as, was officially canceled. Cinema. She's very she's very upset about these things. Yeah, but consider yeah. the source of that. Oh, one. I know. She's awful. She's the worst. Um, Continue, Dave. She's barely human. Okay, okay. But she dresses stupid, so she's got that going for her. Oh, yeah. She's quirky and dumb. I'm quirky. Let him eat cake. <laughs> I have completely lost control. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> I just imagine every time she votes that she has that sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that she does that. God, I hate her. Continue, Dave. I'm sorry. All right. So <laughs> I, I thought she I, I thought she cackled like Umbridge from the big you know, news. Bio, it right? came out. I oh, think it either came that, out. She doesn't have that personality. Yeah. She doesn't have a personality. <laughs> I can't remember true. if <laughs> <laughs> okay we're done and I scene <laughs> i can't remember if i saw the news like as soon as we got done recording or if it was like the next morning but it was like right after we finished last week the big news that came out is batgirl was officially canceled at warner brothers after they were done filming the movie yeah. they've said they will not release it in the theaters or on hbo max which has spurned so many there's so much anger about this, yes. So much fallout, so much anger, so many rumors, so many different things that have come out after that, that, you know, it's funny that the fandom is up in a roar. Let's start with the first, now, of course, according to Warner Brothers, I believe this was in the official statement, the movie actually tested poorly with test audiences, so bad that they were afraid it was going to hurt the brand. So they, that's why they've decided not to release it who knows at this point it's going to be a while before we hear the i mean you know and i remember this is the movie that gave us i mean this reasons, is the studio so. that gave us man of steel batman v superman batman v superman yes, the, that's one the josh weed and justice league <laughs> and then the snyder cut <laughs> so i don't know like my thing with that is like what brand at this point like there are a few handful of people that still want the snyderverse i don't think it's as many people as everyone thinks and like that's not a brand at this point you need to just like start anew like scrap everything then and start anew like this because this is still simmons was still commissioner gordon so he was still barbara you know batgirl's father in the movie so it still was a remnant of the dceu in that respect i have two thoughts on this one is it possible that this movie just completely sucked I think that's so. also well then no that's also possible batman v superman man of steel i mean you know well like again <laughs> like, i was the guy banging the new mutants drum for years before oh yeah came out and then it came out and everybody and they you, you, it sucked right so but at the same time you, you just i think part of the problem too is it's one of the reasons it tested poorly was the who was the batman in that movie it was michael keaton right oh yeah yeah but you also said who was gordon it was jk simmons J.K. Simmons is the Gordon from the Ben Affleck. I mean, it's saying, so I think that that part of it might have been weird. People might not have understood that because that is weird. We host a geek, we host a geek movie show and we're like, what? That's weird. You know? Yeah. So I think that. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is J. John Jameson for crying out loud. I don't that, understand. That's also <laughs> true. Like... But I mean, like, it's possible that this just wasn't a good movie. Right. And again, they're trying to cut $3 billion, writing off $90 million. It's a nice chunk way toward it. Yeah, that's right. True. I mean, I, like I said, it could be it could be anything, or all of that could be true at this point. You know. Now, I well, also but, heard. I also heard this movie tested the exact same as Black Adam. But Black yeah. Adam was supposedly good. Wasn't no, what's the, the according to uh, un sources? So who you know, t- take for what you will, grain of salt, that this movie has the same test scores as Black Adam has. However, what's the difference? Black Adam is. The Rock? Does yes, that's the difference. Well, that's yeah, okay. difference. yeah, you're you right. Released- it is The Rock. And I don't think it's it's, it's as tightly coupled to the DCEU as well. No, it isn't. But I think the difference is you put out a movie with The Rock in it, there's a really good chance you make your money back. Yeah. yeah. There's a really good chance this one doesn't. I yeah. Also, keep in mind that test audiences, I mean, the, the people put a, you, you say that and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, test audience didn't like it that I would like. Historically, that's a 50-50. It is the test audiences they pick are sometimes way skewed. It's sometimes those test audiences are wrong. Like it's yeah. there's a lot of cases of that happening. But in this, I mean, like, I think this is a case of they didn't like the movie and they screened it and the screening verified everything they thought about it. Yeah. You know, and they mm. just like, I think Zazov's like, I knew it. We're done, which is odd. But again, it's not odd because you could take $90 million and say this movie sucks. And then in 2023, 
2024, you can release it after you've bought after you made your money back. You know, release saying? it, release it on Blu-ray and or or, or put it on HP on eight on either HBO Max or Di- or Discovery Plus, whatever they're going to call that. Max. Hodge, It'll Discovery be Discovery Max. Discovery Max. Yeah, yeah, whatever the hodgepodge network they're creating is going to call it. Whatever they're going to call that create whatever they're going to call that hodgepodge network. The other thing was one of the rumors that was spawned out of this was oh they're doing this to kill off michael keaton's return as batman it's possible however it has now come out that michael keaton has also filmed scenes for aquaman in the lost kingdom i mean what the hell is even that, going on over there but i thought they re i thought they reshot they i was under Maybe the impression the, that they reshot the affleck stuff to insert where the keaton stuff is because one the flashpoint movie has not come out so it doesn't if if the point of the Flash movie is to establish Keaton as the new Batman, we haven't seen that movie. Right. Why would they do that? Because at that point, they because it's Batman DC animated. I mean, they, <laughs> but that's the thing. They well, if you do Flashpoint, remember we got they they brought Thomas Wayne in as Batman for a hip cup. So they could be doing again. That's weird, man. Oh, he could. Like he they, could be. Yeah. He could I, be Thomas I, Wayne, we, but. Here's the thing: be like, why wow, they're doing this ten year plan? I mean, they have to, right? We 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 talk about this stuff every week, and we're like, what is going on? Like, if we can't follow, nobody can follow. So, I mean, this is where we are with these movies. Well, so normally, normally, Flashpoint is the do ex machina they use to just rejigger the entire DC universe, and well, they used it several times in both the animated series and and obviously in the comic books. Crisis, so, we'll call so it a crisis. So you you want to. You want to okay. bet that the they reshoot some of the end of the Flash movie, and at the end, Ezra Miller is not the Flash. That's possible. You're right. I mean, Actually, hold on. I'll say this. That's part of the show. I will say this. Like, well, also, we don't know what they were doing, but you're right. I I I misread the article, and it's like, and it does say the assumption is at this point that's why they brought Affleck in was to refilm Keaton's scene, but it's an assumption. Like, no one knows what's going on. But that news actually came out after the Affleck news. That's why I thought, oh, let's, well, they're trying to say, well, they're both in it. But obviously, no, they're not. Well, did, didn't but we, I'm trying did, to figure out I, how that would make sense anyway, because it's it's supposed to be two different Batman. I, right? I thought they were going to re, they were shoot, reshooting those scenes to to get Amber Heard out. Though. We don't know. Yeah, we have no idea at this point. Well, it's all speculation. No one's announced anything. Like, and this is the problem. Like, I get, I mean, people, David Zaslav's a really easy guy to hate right now. It's easy to hate your billionaires. It's easy to hate rich people. It's easy to hate executives. I do too. But I get it in this case because it is a mess. And this is something that should be making them lots of money, not costing them lots of money. Yeah. I feel like, and we, we've talked about this before, love the movies or hate them. Snyder had a vision and had mm-hmm. a plan. But it doesn't really feel like any of the other filmmakers coordinated with this. But that was the plan after Snyder left. Remember, we were just going to let everybody kind of do what they wanted. But they never really abandoned the idea of the shared universe, even though they said we're not going to do a shared universe. Right. They told us one thing, but did another. Right. So this is this is where we are right now. They need they say they're going to emulate Marvel. That's what they should have done to begin with. Who's the guy? They got to hire a guy. Shouldn't be Jeff Johns. He did not do a good job when that was his job. Yeah. Who, who do you who do you put in charge of that like the dude bros are gonna go snyder but i don't think he wants to do it anymore no like, and, and besides snyder would be a that snyder wouldn't be a good choice because i mean but he was the choice he was the shepherd of that like before the stuff happened um, the, before the his, stuff happened on justice league that was he was the guy even and, though and Batman v Superman was bad. i agree with you i hated it too but the first like man of steel made a lot of money well, right. yeah, because it was the first Superman movie to come out in a while, but word of mouth, you know, it was, I mean, there's people that swear by Man of Steel. There's people yeah. that swear. I'm not one of them. I hate Man of Steel. Maybe you should have let swear. him die. I mean, you know, there are people that swear by it. Nobody mm-hmm. swears by Batman versus Superman. I've never seen anybody say, you know, that's an excellent. Movie. Yeah. But uh, there's people that love the ju- the Snyder cut. Like we know they exist. It's there. You know who you are out there. You're bad <laughs> i like i like it better than the original but that's like i like it better like than peas better than brussels sprouts i mean we, you know it's we like... said at the time this was not what's unfair is that was not the movie we were going to see at the theaters in 2017 right. yeah right right and that movie has the the benefit of four years of hindsight mm-hmm. yes. right we did that movie didn't get that so at the same time what's going to happen there's the real question is who are they going to bring in to overhaul this thing because you need a you need a kevin feige you mm-hmm. need that guy 
I thought Jeff Johns could have been that guy. He proved not to be. Who else is there? Who would you put in that spot? I don't have an answer. Other than me. It could be me. I would do it. <laughs> yeah. At this mm. point, at this point, there's I don't think I could do worse. You would know, yeah, exactly. You're guaranteed to do a better job. Like anybody who has any love for comic books whatsoever is guaranteed to do a better job than the Yahoos that have been in charge I, so far. I don't think that's wrong. I think a well meaning fan could steer this in a better direction than what it's been. It's a freaking mess right now. Mm. And they're still gonna keep releasing movies. Like my wife and kid just saw super pets and loved it yesterday. I didn't see it yet. She said it was great. Cool. But then they saw the trailer for Shazam. That's full steam ahead. That's like firmly established in what we're doing. Like what's going on? Yeah. Well, I don't and have then, an answer. Like, I mean, it's funny because Kevin Smith was talking about. That's a guy on- who could do it. If you had the guts, like Kevin Smith could shape the, the future of this universe. I'm not as a, not as a filmmaker, but as a guy who, would be in charge of all this saying this is what, cause his comics are good. Mm. Guardian devil was a good book. Quiver was a good book. You know, he did that Batman pee his pants, but I mean, like other than that, the book wasn't like uh, the, the automatopoeia is a really good villain. Like Kevin Smith has not been bad at the superhero book thing. Like, I don't know if he wants that job, but he's a guy who could do that job. Right. Like not directing and not writing, but producing yeah. and, and producing being in charge being, of like, your yeah. showrunner basically. Right. So he had talked about on his podcast, he had said that basically how it works, and they only get this loophole for a short amount of time where they can write it off and they'll get a $20 million tax break because they're losing 70 or $90 million, whatever it was, hmm. the cost of making the movie. But he also revealed that he had worked on an anthology series that was going to be on HBO Max that I didn't even know existed until he said it was canceled. The series was called Strange Adventures, and basically they got a bunch of people who had written stuff for DC before to pick different characters and then write an episode, and then eventually they would all get to see each other's scripts, and then it was going to be produced and, and made into a show, and he was he had written an episode for Bizarro, so, and Jimmy Olsen was the other one. Here's the thing. So obviously they were like taking off characters and doing this show the other thing he had said was they were spending 16 million dollars an episode to do this show wow a lot of money it's a lot of money on an anthology on oddball characters that did anyone ask for this (laughs) you know yeah so it was though it was being produced through the berlanti um uh company it's a lot of money dead bizarro story isn't that just solomon grundy kind of I think this is part of the problem, too, is like, again, I am not a conservative person by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a lot of waste. Warner for generations has just pumped money into these specific movies and gotten very little back. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars on unmade Superman, Batman. And I'm not kidding about that. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of millions. Supervoid Cinema has a lot of great little documentaries about this, this culture of corporate gluttony. When it comes to spending money on things that were never finished. I think a lot of that comes from Warner Brothers set the tone for quote unquote superhero movies with the Superman movies, the original Superman movies, and then the Keaton 89 Batman. Time out. Warner gets credit for that. They didn't do anything. Ilya Salkine was the guy who did it. Warner had a distribution deal to put that movie out. And then it took them, and then they proceeded to fall off a fucking cliff, like immediately after Superman comes out. I'm not saying I'm not saying you, but that's the narrative that's out there that Warner did this first. When in reality, that's like saying 20th Century Fox made Star Wars. They didn't really. But I'm getting at the perception. Okay, but then then we did have 89 Batman. They Batman Returns, those movies, they sent a whole nother kind of tone for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And then Blade came out and completely blew that style out of the... I mean, it was an action movie, but it was, wasn't the same... It wasn't a superhero movie as what we were used to. Then Dave, we got our own... Dave, who made that movie? What studio hmm. put that movie hmm. out? Blade? Mm-hmm. I'm about to blow your mind here, but continue. Wait a minute. I don't remember who it was now. It's New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema, yeah. You know who owns New Line Cinema? Is it Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. Okay, so they did something different. <laughs> Very different, because that's a Marvel property. So, I mean, like, but yeah, New Line is part of the Warner family. <laughs> okay, Apparently but then, the then we got the Fox. Structure, though. 
the no, Fox X Men and the Sony Spider Man movies, which mm-hmm. and I think what had happened was, in all honesty, is that they didn't know what to like Warner Brothers like I think the reason they keep doing it is they're afraid to just do it. You know, they're afraid to like take somebody who loves the the characters, loves the properties and say, Go make an amazing movie for Superman. Go make an amuse- amazing they, movie for Batman. They, they do that though, but then they pull the rug out from underneath them. Like, all you gotta do is go back and look at Kevin Smith, right? When he was working with John Peters on making that Superman movie. Uh-huh. And then that didn't happen. So then they did the Tim Burton Superman movie and they were about to shoot. And then that didn't happen. And then mm-hmm. they had Mick G who was about, oh, I'm sorry, JJ Abrams. That didn't happen. Mick G. I mean, they, they get so close and then they pulled the rug out from underneath them at the last minute. Like this, like what happened to the only difference with Batgirl is they actually made it and pulled the rug out this time. Like usually they just pull the rug out just before they start making it. Like this is a tradition with Warner. They do this all the time and have done this for close to 25 years, if not 30, where they just get ready to make a movie and then just decide at the last minute, nah, we can't do it. You you, you know, I've seen management structures. I've worked in companies with management structures that ended up doing, you know, that kind of thing. This is like, they need to clean house. They because, have? You, because this, I know, but they need to, they, it, yeah, but I don't think they got rid of the executives. No, they so did. That, they did. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Everyone's a discovery. None of these people are Warner. Like all the Warner guys are gone. Well, no, these the, are, these right, are all the Warner guys are gone people. now, right? Yeah, yeah, so, now. Yeah, it's a okay. right. that's, and they're trying to, and I feel for them. You're trying to write 30 years of, of toxic corporate culture. Yeah, right. and that's and hard to do. You literally have to hard. fire half of your management. That's and that's just what they're doing. Start they're, on it. They're calling it like Zaslov is wiping people out, and there's people that are very upset about this. I think like a lot of the hand wringing about HBO Max might be much to do about nothing because like people are like, oh, it's gonna die, it's gonna die. They didn't say anything about it going to die. In fact, they kind of propped it up. Now we need to see what that is long term. But I heard nothing in that presentation about killing HBO Max. Yeah. I heard we're going to use HBO Max to get more people watching Discovery Plus because that has a much better brand identity. So I think people made a big deal about what might wind up being nothing. Do, do, does it have a better, better brand? Right? Absolutely. Because I don't know. HBO Max has been doing pretty good and you don't hear much about Discovery. Yeah, it has a better. That's what I said. HBO Max has a better brand. Oh, I thought you said Discovery has a better. No, 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 no. Quite quite opposite. Opposite. But it's going to like in my mind, like I said, they put that thing out and said, you know, they put they somebody called it sexist where the women like the Discovery Plus men like HBO Max. And I'm like, part of me is like, okay, you can feel that way. But if your numbers actually came back with these results i can't i I can't argue it and i jokingly tweet i'm like this would be the perfect channel for my wife and i because my wife does like all that discovery plus garbage and i like hbo max so i mean like i would feel like i would have cable again if they when when they do roll this into one so Hmm. so the other thing that got canceled john brought this after i sent the email um the supergirl movie that they were working on got canceled that's what they're now saying and uh, Scooby Doo Holiday Haunt movie, you know that was like war- that was like uh, Batgirl that was made. And they just pulled the plug before like what totally Scooby Doo the Scooby the Scoob movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's that that's odd, but the Supergirl one gets me thinking, and it's related to something else. Apparently, so far they haven't canceled Flash, but I'm really wondering if that's what this is leading up to. Mm, I don't they got to announce it soon, or they lose the I ability won- to write it off. I wonder. Well, nothing's been, I don't know. I don't know. A part of me wonders if they, if they haven't done it because no one's caught Ezra Miller's crazy ass yet. And it could be like, I don't know. There might be some wrongful termination or something like there, like there's some reason why they have it. And I'm not going to lean into the misogyny aspect of it because nobody likes that guy, but nobody's, he's wanted for stuff and no one's been able to catch him. So part of me wonders if there's stuff that we don't know about. Is it like, like you don't see any promotions for the movie. We don't see any promotions for anything. The movie. No, no. I mean, they're and, not and acting. They're not acting. Like they say, "Oh yeah, we want to make this movie," but it just it seems like lip service. Yeah, and and the one time they mentioned the Flash is on the promos for Shazam, and they don't and show him. they don't show his face. Mm-hmm. They just they just show a blur of the red blur. So. I'm of the mind that actions speak louder than words, and their yeah. words are saying one thing, but the way they are acting toward it tells me something else. So I don't know if there's some legalese stuff going on with that movie in particular, but they've seemed to have just like 
disowned it while saying, oh, yeah, we're still going to make this movie. Like, it feels very corporate-y. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Well, hmm. that's the whole thing, right? Because that movie was supposed to have come out already, right? Like, it yes. was supposed to come out before Aquaman. Yes, which is why we have all this adjustments. Right. So it's like, and it would make sense if they're introducing Supergirl in Flashpoint, they had have to scrap her movie or redo her movie anyway if they're going to do Supergirl. But who knows yeah. at this point? I think we need to take it behind the woodshed and kill it like the Predator in this new movie, this new Prey movie. <laughs> oh, is it the Predator movie sound I can't, I want, No, the new one's on, on Hulu. It's supposed to be awesome. Oh, okay. It's called Prey. Yeah, it's that's because like, I, I thought I'd heard it was good. I was just, yeah. you know, it's the predator versus like 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 rainforest natives. Yeah, it looks awesome. I'm gonna watch it tonight. That's the plan. And then <clears throat> there seems to be some confusion With on the Green Lantern series. There's nothing but because <laughs> total, total John brought up John found two different articles. One saying the series. Looks like it's canceled. The other one saying they're still going ahead with it. One from three days ago the, the, that it's canceled. One from three hours ago saying, eh, it's still going out. So so it's Schrodinger's... Schrodinger's lantern. television series? Like, yeah. Schrodinger, <laughs> Schrodinger's lantern. The, the actions are telling me that we're going to put out what we have done, but we're not going to put out the stuff that isn't done and everything else we're just kind of kick the can down the road until we figure out what we are because you can't tell me you have a 10-year plan when nobody is making the 10-year plan you can't say yeah we're gonna follow kevin feige without giving me your equivalent to kevin feige right yeah. like i think i don't think any of this is going to happen i think we're gonna put out black adam we're gonna put out what's it called oh shazam and i think you're not gonna hear anything until next year where they go this is our guy and this is our slate. This is our Feige. The Feige is going to be well, a, what, exactly. A you can't. It's, you it, can't this have is our Feige right here. Yeah. If you're saying your ten-year plan involves having a Feige-like character at your you place, a Feige-like character, you can't. Then you don't have a plan because you have to have the Feige make the plan. The plan, the plan is to build a ten-year plan. <laughs> right. We have exactly. a ten-year plan. Year one, make the plan for the next nine years. <laughs> exactly, and that's part of their problem too, right? Because if they had a ten-year plan. They would have done a Feige type presentation where they went, here's our timeline. And then this dates, this movie, this dates, this movie, this dates, this movie. You know who could do it? You know who could do it? Jordan Peele. That is a guy I would put in charge of the DC extended, whatever you want to call it, universe. Is, is he a, very a smart fan? Film. I don't know, but he's really good at genre fiction and he tells good stories. This is true. He didn't want to make, he's kind he of wanted to make, guy. He, he wanted to, yes, but he also pitched gargoyles at Disney and they turned him down. What the, uh, the re, a revival of the gargoyles? Yes. He wanted to make a gargoyles movie and they said, no, we don't, we have Marvel. Why do we want to, why do we want to do the gargoyles? And he's like, cause gargoyles is awesome. And he did this impassioned thing. No, he like genre fiction is just genre fiction, right? You like that kind of stuff. I think that he is a guy that could do that. He is someone that I would say, yeah, or Ryan Coogler, quite frankly, like if he was done with black Panther and that's like it, he might now he's kind of an auteur, but he is a guy I would sit there and go, Hey, you want to be in charge of this? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Those are, those are guys that strike me as who can't, cause we don't, we know we, we're not going to go to Snyder. We're not going to go to Joss Whedon. You know, the Russo brothers are doing their thing. And I know the, the Duffers are doing, have stuff they're doing too. They're doing the talisman for Netflix, which is going to rule by the way. Like, so who else, who are visionary genre filmmaker guys in the, maybe there's producer, maybe there's a producer guy that you just don't hear about producers. Like nobody knew who Kevin Feige was. Maybe there's that guy that we don't know about. I don't know who that would be, but like, I don't know. Like there's gotta be a guy that can like, steam that could like i don't want to say shoehorn that's not the word i'm looking for but the guy who could like command this ship right it's gotta be it's gotta be be somebody that has that likes the the material absolutely 100 all right what are the best two things that have come out of the dceu wonder woman the original wonder woman yeah oh Uh, even though even that one though the end they snyder the end because snyder had the end because snyder was running everything but then patty jenkins did that she did wonder wonder 84 and that wasn't that good you know i know Sam, how about Sam's good? Yeah. How about Suicide Squad and Peacemaker? Gun, Gun is a guy you could do that with. I heard people are not. This could just be because he says he's done with. He said he's done with the done MCU with Marvel, after yeah. the. They're, they're doing another Peacemaker season. He is a guy that I would say. Do you want to have more control over this? That is a guy I would. I forgot about Gun. 
people were saying, oh, that Suicide Squad did terrible. I'm like, yes, because they released it on HBO Max. And they this is why they're not doing that, because they're not making their money doing this. Right. So that's like the key, which he's they're right. Like for mm-hmm. my lazy ass, it is super awesome to watch these movies at home. But how does that make a hundred million dollar movie its budget back? I, I don't get it. Right. And doesn't. neither do they. It doesn't. When we were in the pandemic, like Stranger or Netflix, that's their business model. I get it. Yep. Warner, HBO Max, that's not their business model. Yeah. Unless you get like a couple million people to sign up for a year su- subscription, you're not making the money back. You know. And they won't tell us like if the subscription model is working when they're not giving us like, Hey, we got this much of a bump in subscribers. They gave know, us, from they gave us, they, they do give us that information. It's in the quarterlies. They gave us that information. I forget. Yeah, it's it in the quarterlies, but it doesn't tell you like, I mean, you know, that's no, you in, don't get the breakdowns of we, of this was washed much and this wasn't watched. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. They're, pull, they're pulling stuff off of the channel that people apparently weren't watching. They pulled the witches, which is a shame because I, really I was just, them. I was telling, yeah, I, I, there was a whole list of stuff that they, they removed. I was just telling Dave that before we went on air. Yeah. It's Secretly a shame, it. but like, it's not really secret. They're just going to do it. Like they pull stuff and put stuff on all the time and don't tell you like it's their, it's their network. So, you know, it's like a no, thief in the night coming in. It's all secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel about that yeah like i said it's it's i don't know where we go from here because i'm starting to wonder if marvel is getting long in the tooth and i'm wondering if disney or if dc can't kind of revitalize a little bit and that's i was going to say this is the time when they need to strike but it not only not only do they make a lot of bad decisions at warner brothers historically they're really slow at making this at getting getting stuff out making decisions when Marvel's popping out three movies and and three TV shows a year, it, even though it's getting us all fatigue, like you can't sit there and, and have like one movie a year, two movies a year, and say you're competing with you know an extended universe. Yeah, they aren't even getting that one movie a year, two movie a year. They haven't kept that pace. No, they haven't. You know, they could they could have tried to, but they didn't. Like, I think they tried to because they they remember they pull these things. Oh, this is going to come out here. This is going to come out here, and then you look back and like that never came out. This never came out. Like right. they just haven't. Backing Snyder was the first mistake because it started a domino chain. Like they thought it was the guy with Man of Steel, and there were big problems with Man of Steel. And you can't tell me you watched that movie and didn't <laughs> see the problems with it. And then Dawn of Justice is a is a mess. And then the mess that everything like it's it was a bad choice from get out. But I mean, like you had all your eggs invested in that. And then you went with this non-committal. Well, we're just going to let people do whatever. Yeah. Right. And then you got Matt Reeves Batman, which is a good movie. But I mean, if the goal is to have a cinematic universe, that can't be. And the Joker Joker was an Oscar. I think it, it got you some prestige, but it's also it's directionless. It's completely not anywhere near any kind of shared universe so right they go all in you either gotta give me a shared universe or don't give me a shared universe we're halfway right now nothing's working mm. yeah and i think that's yeah that's part of the problem too is the matt reeves batman though it was good it doesn't right like it doesn't make sense like you've now wasted how many years because you were like ah we're just gonna do our, our separate movies now now all of a sudden it's like nope we're gonna follow marvel like well, then you've got to completely start fresh. But that's what they did, though, right? Like, this merger happened in April, so we are starting fresh. And now yeah. you got these new people coming in, trying to make heads or tails of what the last group did, and they're not liking it, which is which is logical, because none of us have liked it. Yeah. Right. Well, right? So, they're in, the, they're in yeah. the same spot, but they can actually do something about it. As long as they got rid of enough of the, the cokeheads that were making decisions <laughs> the last 20 years. There's plenty of cokeheads to make plenty of other bad decisions. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, but like no shortage I, of that. I yeah. mean, it this, but but the decisions that the WB execs have made for the last you know two decades well, have been epically bad. They they have been like it looks like the CW is done, right? We sold that off. Uh-huh. The shows are all wrapping up. All the shows are done, even. But it's okay. Now. They they've been on. They've been on forever. It's time mm-hmm. for something different. Ten years. Well, more than ten years. More than ten years. I want to say yeah. Arrow started in like 2013. So I mean, like, oh, no, that's ten years. So we've had a decade, really, of this Arrowverse. So yeah. it's good. It's time. To, it's time to put it to rest. It's time to move on and do something different. Yeah. Right. So who's in charge? That's my only question. That's that's what it really comes down to. Who's your guy? Who's your shepherd? Who is? 
you know, who is Moses leading us through these 40? Because we've been wandering this desert for 40 years. And <laughs> someone has got to plant this 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 thing and go, look, we're living here. Like <laughs> that is a an apt analogy. I'm very proud of that one, to be quite honest with you. Let my people go. <laughs> who was the showrunner for the CW shows? Berlanti. Berlanti, yeah. And Guggenheim. And Guggenheim. Guggenheim. Guggenheim's on a list. And Jeff Johns had some stuff to do with that. Jeff Johns is on a list. Jeff Johns, which we don't know. We speculated a couple weeks ago as to some stuff, but we don't know. But Jeff Johns is kind of persona non grata a little bit with anything that's not publishing there now. Yeah. So so maybe they say, hey, CW's gone. Berlanti, Guggenheim, you want a job? You know, handling movies? I don't know. I I mean, we saw their interpretation of it. I kind of want something new. Mm -hmm. Like, honest to God, honest to God, start with, with Pattinson as your launching point. Go from there. You know, base the new DCEU on this universe. Yeah, but they need to do something like Bruce Tim did. It has so to the, be epic. The problem you know? is, yeah, I assume, I assume that we, you're right. We have to do that. The problem is, God, I can't think of his name. The guy who just who did the Batman, not Matt Pat, Reeves. Matt Reeves kind of said some of the same stuff as, even though I think Matt Reeves is more of a fan of the property than, oh God, what's his name? Tim Burton. Did this, who, no, did the other the Batman movies? Nolan. Nolan, where it was like. He didn't want to include Superman and stuff because he wanted it grounded in reality. Yeah. And I kind of, and, and Reeves has said the same things. He wants it grounded in reality, but it's like. That's fine. He can say that. But then at the same time, I Warner know. can say, Warner can do whatever they want. You know? Yeah. They can pay, go with our pay, property, you including Superman or. You're yeah. going to put Superman in this or you're going to walk and we're just going to take all your concepts. I it, mean, it's, like, that's. It's like you guys keep yelling at me. You want to ground it in reality, a show about a guy who dresses up as a bat and doesn't get shot on the first night, <laughs> you know, with a face mask that shows his face so they could shoot the, his face. To be fair, most people cannot cannot mm-hmm. aim a gun. So true. Yeah. Yes. You're always taught center mass. So it's not as easy to hit someone in the face as you think. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's not easy to hit people. But it would only yeah. it would it would take only a matter of days before some crime boss would hire a sniper. There, to... <laughs> no, no. What I'm going to say is, though, there's never been a stray shot at him in the face. Like, yeah, that's the problem. They're 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 like, oh, they're they're Schrodinger shooters. They're like as bad as as the stormtroopers, and yet as as good as a sniper. I don't yeah, know. but it's it's, like, it's it's fiction. That doesn't bother me. Like you know, I know, but it's it's like fiction. that goes right back to you know, okay, but you don't want to put Superman in the show. Okay, yeah. Die Die Hard, the original Die Hard movie is grounded in reality, right? That guy's dead in fifteen minutes. He's got no shoes on. He's walking over glass. Like, yep. It doesn't. I mean, like movies don't. Even the best movies don't like. They don't hold up to real scrutiny. I mean, like. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Like it's, I, I can suspend my disbelief to be entertained. Like, just give me a what's good story. The, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's comes out of a movie? Is it last, last action, action hero. hero? Last action, yeah. And remember, in that, like, they made fun of the whole. Yes, it's one yeah. of the best commentaries about movie physics ever, where he shoots the car and it doesn't exactly. blow up, and he's surprised it doesn't blow up. That movie yeah. is about ten years ahead of its time. Yeah. Like it came out in 1993. If it comes out in like 2008, 2009, when people were a lot more willing to accept meta commentary on things, I think it's a smash hit. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. That's my recommendation for the week. Go back and give another shot to Last Action Hero because it's <laughs> Cause actually it, it, better than you think it is. It's better now, too. Consider 100%. 100%. It's a movie that is aged with, that is aged better. It was too, it was ahead of its time. And being ahead of your time is a death sentence most of the time. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to solve Warner Brothers problems tonight. Try. So the last bit of news was just something odd that I saw. And I'm like, huh, you guys remember Max Headroom or Headroom from? I'm from Chicago. I have a special connection with Max Headroom. Yes. Yes. Well, he's coming back. Okay. Why? Everything um, is everything from the 80s must be reintroduced. So Matt Frewer, who played the original Max Hedrum, is coming back in a series for AMC from Christopher Cantwell and Elijah Woods, SpectreVision. I I don't I don't see how that works. It's probably not going to, realistically <laughs> speaking. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's a great cultural love or or fondness for Max Hedrum. And also, like that was put out in a time when 
computers were magical because nobody knew it. Now we all have one in our phones. Which could be the take, in all honesty. Max Hedrum could be anywhere now. Max Hedrum could be right here in my phone, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. Like, instead of just coming out on a pirate TV signal, he could just pop up on people's cell phones. Well, the pirate TV signal happened in real life. That was, like I said, that's Chicago. Some some dude hacked into WGN and our PBS station, WTTW here in Chicago, during an episode of Doctor Who, mind you, and just messed How dare they? Dude, have you ever seen have you ever seen the 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 pirate Max Hedrum video? It's creepy. It's real creepy. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, just like it's just creepy. It's just a guy being weird. Like, but okay. it comes off, it's just really eerie, like horror movie stuff. Hmm. It's like stuff of legend here, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I have zero interest in this. <laughs> I was trying to think, and it's funny because like like yeah, the actor is still alive, but like it doesn't matter because it's going to be a computer-generated face. He'll just be giving the, the voice for it. You know? Ironically enough, Max Hedron will look better, and part of the appeal was that he looked like a computer graphic from 1987. Hmm. Right. And now a computer graphic in 2022 can look like anything. You know, it's just, it's weird. I don't know how this works. I guess maybe, I'll wait till I see a trailer. Maybe they make it about AI or something. Who the hell could knows? Be, could be. Point. I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, that is, I mean, Max Hedron was supposed to be an AI to... Was he a crime solving? Like re- what? Wasn't he like a crime solving AI or something? Like he was that? a reporter investigating the company and gets into an accident and dies. So they create an AI for him to make it look like he's still alive and it become it becomes its own thing. That is kind of cool, actually. Like when you pitch it like that, that is it is like RoboCop in a way. But instead mm-hmm. of him becoming this big defensive cyborg, he becomes a computer generated thing of a bobber. So. Yes. There's something there, but that's I don't know, man. Max Hedrum, oh, eh, color me suspect. Yep. Eh. I, 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 okay. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's funny too, because obviously the the only time I remember, like, cause it's funny. I'm reading the article from Deadline, and they're trying to talk about like he was in this, and it was this, and it was that. It's like, but the only time I th- you can think of him being utilized as a cultural icon is in back to the future too when he goes into the 80s cafe and all the waiters yes, are computer yes. screens and it's yeah. they're doing the max hedrum glitch yeah hmm. so other than that it's like yeah like i remember the show i think he would pop on M- mtv every once in a while didn't he sell wasn't he the voice or the, the spokesman for new coke i think so yes wow that didn't age well Heather did new coke yes exactly <laughs> my mom so, bought new coke i remember i remember having new coke in the house when i was a very little kid. i must be like five like but i remember that i remember it was such a big cultural thing that i remember that being a thing it's a crazy thing work it was a great marketing campaign because it spiked the sales of coca-cola when it came back it was it's all about getting a corn corn fructose syrup into your high fructose corn syrup, syrup instead of sugar, sugar. yeah that's the great conspiracy theory that didn't age well either. High <laughs> fructose corn syrup? No, it did not. <laughs> yes, but it's in everything you eat. <laughs> well, no, now that now it's like, oh, we're all natural. No high fructose corn syrup. If, you, like, if you're careful, you can avoid high fructose. High fructose corn syrup bugs me. They're taking out more and they're they're taking out more and more stuff now. Yeah, ten years ago it was unavoidable. Now it's a little bit easier to avoid it, but it's you just got to read and be careful. Yeah. Yes, but that's how they get you too, because then they can take it out and then charge you more. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Yeah. The Great Coke Foible. All right. My next book. (laughs) How will John die in that one? On high fructose corn syrup and morbid obesity. (laughs) A massive coronary. Oh my god! Wonderful. Well, I have been working on a heart attack, so you know. Bad. Sear into the skid or off the cliff. One or the other. Pretty much. All right, all right. Before we completely go off the cliff, if no one else has anything else they'd like to add this week, no, say we put a pin in it. Because you know, Warner, are you so crazy? What? The Warner, are you so crazy? And Warner, are you so crazy? <laughs> Warner, are you so crazy? There you go. Episode title. Episode title. All right. <laughs> and you got to go do another podcast. I do. You know who's running Warner Brothers? The Warner Brothers. And the Warner <laughs> sister, Doc. Yes, no, I think we'd have better results if those three were actually in charge, actually. <sighs> All right. Well, if you guys have any uh, recommendations or anything you learned on the podcast this week? Your uh, I, learned, 
I learned nothing. Go to Red Sunrise. We have a few more days as you're listening to this. Let's help us push it over 100. Give you some free books. Give you some cool books. You can like watch Don. You can read along as John gets swallowed whole by vampires. It'll be awesome. I highly recommend Last Action Hero, 1993 Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's got a great ACDC soundtrack. It's way better than you think it is. It's a lot of fun. John? I, I've got nothing. I spent an entire week with my nephew and managing a 12-year-old is kind of hard. Amen, um, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just... Wouldn't I, you recommend if you're going to read The Dresden Files Battleground, have a back of the tissues ready? Don't start with Battleground. Read through the whole thing so that you can cry with me. <laughs> That's all I can say. I won't spoil anything else. It's well worth it, though. I mean, it's it's well worth like the like the Battlefront has over twenty two thousand reviews on Amazon. You mean Battleground? Battleground, yeah. Battlefront's a game from sorry Star Wars. Yeah, just <laughs> I'm tired. Battle, Battleground has yeah twenty two over twenty two thousand reviews. It's got five stars. Like it's you know. All right. JD, you'll be there someday. Work on it. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square, <laughs> and so much more. This week, I learned that, yeah, Warner Brothers doesn't know what they're doing. They're trying to make it look like they know what they're doing. But, yeah. You knew that beforehand. <laughs> I learned I like to lie. <laughs> I will also back his recommendation. Go check out The Last Action Hero because I haven't seen it in a long time and I want to watch it again now. So we're going to see if it holds up. So on that note. Oh, let's review Last Action Hero next week. Okay, I'm game. John? Sure, why not? We haven't done anything like that in a couple weeks. There you go. Last Action Hero. We're we're cutting edge. (laughs) Nearly 30-year-old movie. Hmm. We're cutting edge for three middle-aged men. All right. As always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep your caught in the door. Have a good week.